Hello, this is Adam Barr. Welcome to the Organic Outreach Podcast. Together, we're learning how to influence our world and share our faith naturally. We do this by providing resources, leading cohorts, and equipping leaders through conferences and intensives. At Organic Outreach International, we believe every Christian plays a part in fulfilling the Great Commission. And this podcast will help you do that. You know, I'm excited about today's episode. We're actually, we're going international. We're going all the way over to New Zealand, the land of beautiful mountains and pristine lakes and proud-footed hobbits. Okay, maybe we won't hit any hobbits, but um, I will tell you, I'm pumped to be talking with our guest, Pastor Steve Murray of LifeZone Church. LifeZone is a hub for Organic Outreach International in New Zealand. If you've been at one of the Organic Outreach Conferences in Monterey in the last few years, you've probably heard Steve speak there. He's a creator. He's an innovator. Most of all, Steve is a pastor who wants to reach people with the good news. In our conversation, we're going to have a chance to see how Steve's ministry experience in a highly secular setting can help us reach out to our increasingly secular society. So let's listen in. So here I'm on the phone with Steve Murray. He's the pastor of LifeZone Church in Taronga, New Zealand. Did I say that right, Steve? Yeah, that was pretty good. Tauranga? Okay. Tauranga. Okay, great. Well, brother, it's so good to have you on uh, on the podcast. And I mean so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if those of you who have heard Steve speak uh, live, uh, that w- one of the things he, he brings to the table is, is his beautiful uh, New Zealand uh, colloquialisms, and uh, that's that's one of them. So, um, Steve, I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for this, Adam. Looking forward to it. Yeah, brother, it's it's just such a blessing. I'd, I'd like us to talk just a little bit about your story and the story of how you've been connected with organic outreach, and just kind of how the Lord is using your church is using LifeZone uh, there in Tarunga if I said it right. So first of all, can you just tell us a little bit about your ministry setting and a little bit about your church? Yep. So like you said, Adam, we're in Tauranga, uh, which is on the east coast of the North Island in New Zealand. Uh, The congregation that we're pastoring was established in the early 1950s. Uh, It is kind of best described as a progressive contemporary church. Um, We have been on a journey of the church being a closer representation of the community that we're in. Um, more sure. so than uh, a silo in, in that community. What, what do you mean by a, a closer representation of your community? Yeah, uh, it would be fair to say that we were uh, pretty monoculture um, in lots of in lots of ways, uh, socioeconomic, um, ethnicity, or education wise. And as we've been journeying in the last uh, certainly six years, we have. Just seen a lot more uh, diversity in our in the congregation, um, so that's been a, an encouraging thing and a challenging thing. And it's gone from being neat and tidy and uh, to a lot more messy and <laughs> and vibrant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you came in. You came into the church uh, at what year? Uh, Ten years ago. Yeah. And so you sounds like you. I didn't realize when, when we met. I always assumed you had uh, planted. Life zone, but you came in and let it sounds like through transition. Yeah, that's that's a good description. Yep, through transition. <laughs> so, man, uh, someday we're gonna have to we're gonna have to compare battle scars. That's not always easy, is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, what do they say? Giving birth or raising the dead? So there you go. There you go. 
So you're, I mean, we, uh, a lot of our listeners, most of us are here in North America. Hopefully we'll have a, a listenership that goes beyond that. But give us a little sense of what is, um, you know, New, New Zealand, where is it? You know, we, we many people are describing America as a kind of a post-Christian country. There's still a huge evangelical presence in our country. What is, what's, what's the mission field like in New Zealand and specifically in your city? in terms of the secularization process, in terms of openness to the gospel? Yeah, I, I would describe us as post-Christian. Um, I, I think in the last few years, we've certainly been open a lot more to religion or to spirituality, you could say it that way, um, more so than what we think. I, I wonder if we went through a season in New Zealand where we thought that people were very opposed to hearing about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And now I, I would say that it, it is not that. They are open uh, because just the, the radical increase in religion in, in this country. Okay, okay. And you mentioned, you know, diversity. What are some of the, that, that's obviously in America, there's, we, we think about that one way here in the U.S. What's, what does that mean for you guys in terms of um, kind of some of the socioeconomic diversity? What are some of the challenges that, that brought to you in, in LifeZone as you guys were reaching out and, and attempting to actually not just be a silo, but a, a mission post in your community? Yeah, we it really tried to go after the culture of come as you are. And okay. we realized really quickly that a whole lot of people uh, were different to what we were. We were pretty white, middle to middle upper class. And, um, you know, jobs, kids, houses, cars, boats, or what you would perceive as externally being had it all together. Sure. Um, and as we began to reach into the community around us, the ethnicity changed, the, um, just everything changed. It, it got messy, it got different, and um, at the same time, it, I really believe it's a thing of beauty. Yeah. Mm. One of the things I, I read on your website, um, it said, we, we care for others, those in our church community and those out in the community. We try to remind ourselves it's not about me and instead endeavor to live as Jesus did. Look, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others, Philippians 2.4. Can you just tell me a little bit more about that? I read that and I was just totally intrigued. And I thought, you know, this captures, you know, something about the essence of that church. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, um, basically we're always wanting to look into the community and um, as we look into the community, the brokenness and the hurt and, and the pain is just so incredibly obvious. Um, we're, we're a growing city. We're one of New Zealand's fastest growing cities. And there's people see this as a progressive city. And so sure. it's got beautiful beaches and there's a lot going for it. But you don't have to scratch very far to see underneath all of that. Sometimes what could always be a facade is that there is a lot of hurt. Um, there's homelessness. There's addiction. Um, there's relational breakdown, there's financial difficulty, there's just a whole lot of hurt. And so we have tried to connect with those people and uh, have time for them and be Jesus to them, be their hands and, and feet and voice of Jesus in the community. Well, and it's, it's especially when you lead a church through transition, like we, we were talking about earlier, my church was founded in 1965. So similar sort of story. I mean, you, 
inevitably when you say to a church, okay, look, we, we have all this here and the people are out in the community, um, you get the question, well, okay, what about us uh, from, from the church sometimes, don't you? Yeah, we, we did get that question, what about us? And it's always a, it was an interesting one for me, especially when we started to engage in organic outreach. We, we went from, I think, what I call virtual outreach. We were singing about reaching out and we were talking about reaching out and we were um, praying about reaching out and we were even just crying for, for the lost. Um, and so when we actually started to reach out and when we stepped into that abundant harvest field, that the, the, the feedback to us, we did get certainly, what about us? Um, and I, <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was never our intention, never our desire to forget about us. Um, sure. But it's just that, that balance and, and the communication, I think, was something that I would probably do differently now is we would make sure that we've got good next steps, good discipleship things in place sure. for people to grow in their intimacy with Christ is, and reaching out would be a part of that. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the what about us was very real. On, on the, the back foot of that as well is that um, I became really proud very quickly of a congregation that did open their arms, open their lives to broken and hurting people that were radically different than what they were. Uh, so sure. there was just a, a really good core of people that call life in their home church that said, yeah, we get this, this is right. And um, no matter who walked through the door, the church was just absolutely exceptional about welcoming them, embracing them, um, loving on them. So, Amen. Well, you know, if you really do believe uh, in the gospel and if you really believe that God really changes lives and if you believe that Christians actually have the Holy Spirit, then you also have to believe that at a, at a deep level, every Christian um, at, at, at a deep level wants lost people to meet Jesus. Yeah. They might just need to be reminded of it sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And I think that's a, a healthy place for us all to start, just remembering that, that when you've experienced the, the love and restoration and forgiveness of, of Christ, you, you don't really bump into people that wouldn't want others to experience that. Right, right. So, um, and that kind of, as a leader, that allows you to, to lead from a place of, rather than kind of cracking down on people and saying, what's your problem? It, 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 you lead from a place of, of trusting that, that there's something within that person that wants what's best. 100%, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Steve, how did you encounter organic outreach? Yeah, so my mentor had received uh, like a, a sponsor letter from Kevin Harney to attend uh, the Organic Outreach Conference. And uh, it was actually for another pastor here in New Zealand um, okay. that he wasn't able to attend. So I read this letter and then really quickly read Organic Outreach for Churches. And just the light came on for me. It, it all was logical. It made sense. It, um, the heart of what I what was revealed as Kevin's heart and God's heart and organic outreach really resonated with my heart, and so I pursued uh, attending that conference. And yeah, that was my initial contact after after reading the organic outreach books. What were some of the the concepts from the book or from the conference that really stuck out to you? 
Yeah, the the big thing for me that stuck out was Carly and I, my wife and I, really had have always had a heart for outreach. And what stood out to me and what became really obvious to me was that even though our heart was towards outreach, you've also got a lot of other stuff going on in the church and when you're <laughs> lead pastor. And, and so we would lean into outreach and you'd preach about outreach and you'd or you'd do an outreach series, you'd something like that. Sure. And then it's like, oh, we gotta we got to grow the saints. And so you would run over there and you do that. And then, oh, we got to do this. And so we were kind of like bouncing all over the place in the course of the year. And mm-hmm. when I read Organic Outreach, I found that it was, I, I looked at it and thought, I can run on these rails. These is, this will help me as a person and us as a church to keep our outreach temperature high, to um, just to remember that God sent his son not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Um, and so that's really what resonated with me immediately and, and most, and, and still does, because everyone has that heart that they want to reach out. Uh, but things press in and things cloud over, and it's like, ooh, the first thing that gets forgotten is, God's love for others. Kind of the 30-day rule, right? That's it, yeah. yeah, yeah the 30-day rule. Why don't you tell us what that is? I think you yeah, know, the, right? The 30-day rule, yeah. I've heard that before somewhere. <laughs> so good. The The 30-day rule is basically it is a reminder to us that vision leaks. That's how I interpret it is that if I do not – uh, have encouragement, instruction, um, accountability around outreach in my life, then I'll just go, I'll go cold. Um, sure. And so basically here we have every 30 days, we will have um, our outreach influence team will gather as a, an all-in, as a, and then 30 days later we will do one-on-ones and 30 days later we will have a cluster. And so – Every 30 days, um, getting being held accountable in a really good way, um, learning some things, and I'm being encouraged by the stories of people in our team that are reaching out to others that are far from God. That's incredible. So it's you, you just kind of uh, moved me into the next thing I wanted to hear just a little bit about. So LifeZone has been um, using organic outreach materials for how many years now? Yeah, we're approaching our fifth year. Fifth year. So you have been using the materials for the last five years. There's a whole process of implementation, right? As you as you kind of first you hear the concepts and then you begin to implement it organizationally with the goal of building a culture of outreach within a church. Can you kind of would you mind just walking us through the story of how you implemented organic outreach in your organization? Yeah. So I started off with me reading uh, the three organic outreach books, and then we got staff to read them and at the same time our elder board read uh, Organic Outreach for Churches and basically I just decided I said we're going to do this (laughs) and um, the the difficulty was the first kind of big obstacle that we came across was that we needed the right outreach influence team leader Um, and so we went on this little journey where um, I, I tricked myself into thinking that I could be that person um, which pretty quickly came obvious that I couldn't be. 
Um, and so, I, I, I can I can identify because I'm doing that right now in my church as the lead yeah. pastor. So for yeah. those of you who are new to organic outreach, the outreach influence team is made up of your your key staff or the key leaders of ministry areas, and the outreach influence team leader gathers them together on a periodic basis every month. Yeah, that's right. And so we ended up um, in a journey where we identified someone that would be uh, just great for the role. Uh, they were not enthusiastic immediately uh, and then over time and I think Kevin and Sherry came down to New Zealand and they were able to spend some time with Kevin and Sherry and there was just this moment where um, suddenly they're like okay I get this I can do this and so they ended up being just a great outreach influence team leader Um, and then because staff and other key ministry leaders had read the book we started gathering them every 30 days, whether it was all in cluster or one-on-one. Okay. Um, and in, in those meetings, we began to look at the different ministries that we were there, uh, that we had, and looked how could we two degrees these, which is probably going to be a nice segue for you, Adam, into the next part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do, so explain, explain how that changed the culture of your church. Because the, the two-degree rule basically says, how do we take something that we're already doing and make it not just about us, but also about reaching out. So how did you, how, how has the culture of your church shifted through the implementation of organic outreach? Yeah, the, the culture of the church has, it's actually been a, quite a radical shift over the last few years. Um, it, it really just did do that. It, it made us, it lifted our eyes from off ourselves and onto the people that are around us. And so we saw as a church that we were already doing a lot of really good things. We were running things like mainly music and um, we were doing things like alpha marriage. And so we basically just said, hey, why don't we open these things up to the community that we're in? And so um, we did that, the existing things. And then we also started to do some things that we hadn't done before, but we were capable of. We had the, the margin, the capacity to do. And so all the time, we were just connecting more and more with community people, people in the city of Tauranga, and those people ended up ultimately coming to faith in Christ and um, some calling this their their church home and others settling in other churches. But the important thing was they were now children of God. Praise the Lord. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, Steve, we we hear, I hear this story. I mean, what... Uh, hopefully we have we have some senior pastors who are listening to this story, pa- pastors in the local church, and they're wondering, okay, what does this what does this take from me? Um, as a senior pastor, what is it? What what would you challenge senior pastors? How would you challenge a senior pastor saying, "Look, I'm busy. I've got sermons to preach. I've got to lead board meetings. I've got a staff to take care of. You know, I don't need another thing to do." How would you challenge someone who's 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 of that mindset? Yeah, um, I, I think it comes back to just really looking into the heart of God, um, and and seeing that the heart of God was for others, and we can get consumed with all kinds of things, good things, um, and so my encouragement to senior pastors is to nurture. Um, that heart of God. And and you asked me before about a, a favorite part. You know, I, I would go into Matthew 9 and you just see that Jesus came into the city and he 
saw them and they were like sheep without a shepherd. And so yeah. the prayer that we've encouraged senior pastors to pray is open my eyes, open my heart, open my schedule and open my mouth. Um, and mm. really, if you can get a whole congregation praying that, joining a senior pastor to pray that, then um, it will have a transforming effect on, on the church. Mm. That's beautiful, brother. It's beautiful. So you've seen some real fruit uh, from, from uh, the last few years of doing this ministry. In your own life, uh, in your own heart, what's something that you've seen happen that, that has just been a, a clear move of the Spirit in your life? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's twofold. It, it's personally, um, but it, it's also with the congregation. I was just so incredibly encouraged um, a few days ago because there's been some events that we've, not events, there's been some weddings and some funerals and some um, life skills training that's gone on in this building that we're in. And through it all, I the feedback that I get from people that are in the community is just how welcomed they've felt and how loved they've felt. And it, it's to me that those people have um, have become open to the things of Jesus Christ when prior to that connection they weren't. Um, and and so even now you can, you know, walking around the streets in the city, people will recognize us and talk to us and you become known as a place where people can literally come as they are. Mm. And so I, I hope that answers the question, but it it's, yeah. it, it, it's like a DNA, it, it's like a DNA change. It's, it's been like a cultural shift. Sure. Where, um, and, and, you know, by no means are we, yeah, this is sorted. We always got more work to do and we're always uh, looking and shaping and being sensitive to the leading of the spirit. Um, but there has definitely been a significant change beautiful. In, in our culture. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Steve, um, I just want to thank you so much for, for spending time with us and, um, and for sharing some of your story. I know we just scratched the surface, um, but uh, it's, it's beautiful to hear how God's, God's using this in New Zealand. And I, I, I gotta, I'm sorry, I cannot let this go without asking you one final question. <laughs> Like, I mean, how close are you guys to Hobbiton? Oh, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> What's going on? We, we're, we're about 45 minutes away, 45-minute drive away from Hobbiton. So if, um, I come to, if I come to Life Zone Church, it's not going to be a hard thing for me to make it over to Hobbiton? No, it's what we call you just got to drive over the hill. And uh, so if you or anyone else wants to come, we'd love to host you and um, yeah, we can work, we can work Hobbiton into this. So good. <laughs> Absolutely. So good. All right, brother. God bless you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Adam. Bless you too. Yep. Wow. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed having that conversation. Um, please be in prayer for Steve, for Life Zone Church as they reach out to their community. Before I let you go, I want to invite you to be part of the Organic Outreach Media Squad. Each time a new podcast is published, we want to reach as many people as possible and add some new subscribers. So every time we do, it's a chance for us to broaden the impact of organic outreach. 
So it's not only easy to join the squad, we're also going to be giving our first 50 members a pretty sweet coffee mug. All you got to do, email us info at organicoutreach.org. That's info at organicoutreach.org. Let us know you want to be part of the Organic Outreach Media Squad, and we'll get you hooked up. Each time we have a new podcast, it goes up. Uh, we're going to send you an early email. You'll get a, a link. You'll get a short description. You'll get some sample text that you can use in your socials. We'll even give you a graphic that you can use to post. And that's it. Just help us spread the word. So again, if you want to help us out, join the Organic Outreach Media Squad. Email us at info at organicoutreach.org. Info at organicoutreach.org. And we'll get you hooked up for now. This is Adam Barr reminding you, make time to share God's life today. Thank you.